Bonjour. Welcome to the Cognac Expert Calendar podcast, hosted by Taylor. Today, once again, I have the pleasure of speaking with Guillaume Tersinier from Cognac Vallon Tersinier. How are you doing today, Guillaume? So, what cognac will we be tasting today? So, today we're going to taste the small batch cognac. We call it the VT46. And this is a, a relatively new cognac for us that we released just a couple of years ago. And so, when I look at the range now, of course, there's the VS, the VSOP, and the Napoleon. Uh, the exo roots, and then all the, the single-cast cognacs, I get the feeling with this small-batch VT46 that there was a very precise idea behind the conception of this cognac. Can you please explain? Yes, this is a cognac that's quite different compared to our standard range of blends and even the single-cast cognacs that we make. We do a lot of work with spirits, uh, particularly whiskey enthusiasts. And these whiskey enthusiasts, they have a different style of tasting and they're looking for different things in what they taste. And, and we appreciate that very much. And so we wanted to create a cognac that was really adapted to whiskey enthusiasts, but that could also please cognac enthusiasts and connoisseurs as well. So we wanted to make a small blend, just two eau de vie, but two really special eau de vie to target, to go after these whiskey enthusiasts. And so for this small blend, is this a blend of multiple crew or just one or two crew? So for this blend, we have two eau de vie, but very different eau de vie. We have a 25-year-old from the Fambois and a 15-year-old from the Bonbois. They were blended and put in barrel together and we bottled just a little bit of time after. And for our listeners, could you maybe explain the typical characteristics of an eau de vie from the Fambois and one from the Bonbois? So with the Fambois, we've got eau de vie that are quite fruity and round, I would say, and they age quicker than some of the other crew. With the Bonbois, we have something very fine, of course, but less with a fruity side. And Bonbois Eau de Vie tend to give a certain intensity, uh, specifically the intensity that we find in this small batch 46. Whereas with the Grand Champagne and the Petit Champagne, we definitely have more of a fine, elegant, and floral side. And in terms of the distillation, can you say if these Eau de Vie were distilled with the Lees or without the Lees? Yes, so for the Eau de Vie from the Fambois, that was distilled with a little bit of Lees. And for the eau de vie from the Bonbois, it was distilled basically with no lit at all. And it's the, it's the Bonbois eau de vie that really gives the intensity and the structure to this small batch, 46. And for some of our listeners who might not know this story of the lees and distilling with the lees and without the lees, can you maybe explain the difference between an eau de vie distilled with the lees and one without? So distilling with the lees really adds aromatically to the cognac. It also gives us eau de vie that are a little bit heavier and more complex, I would say. Distilling with the lees really brings that aspect to this. If we remove the lees, we're going to get eau de vie that are much fine, really, really fine. 
and we're going to have to age it a little bit longer, and it requires different skills during tasting. Distilling without the lees gives eau de vie that are a little bit less accessible, uh, but with certain blends, like this one that we're tasting today, it can allow us to, to really have a complex blend. And how many years did these eau de vie spend in new oak? So for both of these eau de vie, they spent three to four months in new oak. So very, very little time. And for the conditions in the cellar, would you say we have a dry cellar, a humid cellar, somewhere in between? So for the Fambois eau de vie, it was aged in a humid cellar. And for the Bonbois eau de vie, it was aged in a dry cellar. I see in the name of this cognac, small batch 46, that the cognac was bottled at 46% alcohol. And it's something that we see with the whiskey connoisseur. It's almost a religion even, uh, 46 degrees, natural color, no chill filtration. Would you say that's something that you had in mind when creating this cognac? Definitely, we're getting, we're getting to that idea here. Cognac traditionally is bottled at 40%, tasted at 40%. So it's not all that common to have overproof cognacs. But it's something that we really, really wanted to do. Uh, it's something that's fairly common in the whiskey world and a style of, uh, of tasting that we really appreciate. So it takes some getting used to, but it allows us to have a different perspective on, on tasting cognac, and it's, it's something we really, really like. So what are the positives of bottling a cognac at 40% alcohol, and what are the positives of bottling a cognac at, say, 46% alcohol? It's definitely important to make cognacs that are accessible to many different types of people. It's true that somebody who's just starting out with cognac or with tasting spirits, they're going to need something a little bit easier access, something rounder. So bottling at 40 degrees is really important for this uh, taster. But once people get a little bit of experience and they're used to tasting spirits, they're going to go for things that are 46 degrees or even in the single cask range, which is 48, 49, 50% alcohol. There's a little bit of difficulty with the strength of the alcohol, but on the flip side, we get a greater appreciation of the different aromas and the mouthfeels that, that such a cognac can give. In terms of additives, I suppose there's no caramel coloring, sugar. Yes, exactly. We wanted to stick with something very natural. We wanted to avoid anything that could somewhat denature the product. And so there's no caramel, there's no chill filtration, color is perfectly natural. This is a, this is a natural cognac. If we move to a tasting note now, how would you describe the nose of this cognac? So for the, the VT46, we've got something quite fine. The aromas are rather fruity, but with a nice intensity still. And the intensity is definitely brought by the bonbois eau de vie. We could say that there's some apricot, honey, prune. It's quite complex. We've also got a note of almond as well. So sure, almond is, is not quite fruity, but uh, almond is definitely there. Anise is there as well. So it's a, it's a very pleasant cognac to nose uh, with a nice fine nose and 
One should definitely take their time with this kind of cognac. In the mouth, we have something that's quite fruity, passion fruit, I would even say. We get a lot of the different flavors that we found on the nose, and there's a little bit of a ginger note. And because we have that strength in the mouth, uh, it's something that's really appreciable too. We generally look for that when we taste a spirit, and this is something that has body, it's direct, it's 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 got some character. Uh, we really, really like how this cognac tastes. We like the flavors and the aromas and then the, the body that it brings. So it's it's definitely something that wakes up your taste buds. And for the tasting of this cognac, do you recommend it as a digestif or maybe as an aperitif? Or what are the different ways that one could taste this cognac? This is a cognac that's perfectly adapted as a digestif, especially after a meal and a dessert where your palate has taken some, some of those sweet flavors. This cognac can, can finish the meal perfectly. Also, with me and my family, we really enjoy and frequently taste this cognac as an aperitif. So it's um, sort of the same style as we did with the EXO Roots, but if we want to have uh, an aperitif that's a little bit more higher up, uh, more haut de gamme, we would say, uh, this cognac does a great job. It's something that I personally love to taste, uh, this small batch 46 as an aperitif. And because it's bottled at 46% alcohol, if one wants, you can even drop in an ice cube. And especially the, the fambois in, in this cognac, it tends to open up with the addition of the ice cube, and it gives something that's really, really pleasant uh, for a nice aperitif-style tasting. This, generally speaking, is a cognac that you can taste really on any occasion. I would even say it's a great reference point cognac if you're having a larger tasting with lots of other cognacs or spirits one can always sort of find themselves with this small batch 46 and uh, yeah it's a great it's a great reference amongst a, a larger tasting so lots of different ways to taste this cognac in, in the range of cognacs at Valentersinier where would you situate or place the small batch 46 Really, the, this small batch 46 is just in between all of the other classic bottlings in our range, like the Napoleon, the Exo, the Ordage, and even the Brut de Feu, the single cast cognacs. But like we saw with the Exo Roots, it's kind of its own range. It's Sure, it's in between all of those other standard bottlings, but it's it's different. It's its own thing, and it has its own identity. So let's just say somewhere between the standard blends, and the Brut de Feu single cast cognacs. Last question here. Holiday meals are just around the corner. So what will you eat and what cognac will you drink for your end-of-year holiday meals? Well, the small batch 46 pairs very well with lots of different things. I would say oysters, shellfish, seafood, wonderful pairing. And if you want to do a nice aperitif, the small batch 46 is fine, just as the Exo Roots is, with, uh, with some Viti Ordage to finish. Well, Guillaume, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for your responses. And I wish you happy holidays. And I look forward to seeing you again soon in the Charente. 
Merci beaucoup, Tyler. Je vous souhaite à vous aussi. Merci. Au revoir. Thank you for listening to the Cognac Expert Calendar podcast. All bottles of this calendar can be found on cognacexpert.com. Tomorrow is another day, another cognac. Au revoir.